Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. Friends, this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru here in South Australia in the studios of Faith FM. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener. Wherever you are, we are so glad that you have tuned in. In fact, to be exact, we are here in the... Um, Studios of Faith FM located at uh, 31 Prospect Road in Prospect, uh, the um, Seventh-day Adventist uh, Conference Office, a wonderful place. Feel free to visit. In fact, we've got wonderful resources that you can browse and uh, um, you know get for yourself if you're interested. But this is where we're at, here in South Australia. The weather is quite interesting. It's a bit cozy. Uh, it's uh, The rain outside there is pouring out like never before. I thought we were in spring, but hey. It still feels like we're stuck in uh, in winter. But, uh, hey, nothing to complain about. The farmers are rejoicing. Friends, the theme for this week has been Jesus, the Spirit, and discipleship. Uh, for those within the Adventist Church have... Um, or would know, I should say, that uh, we are going through a series of reading as we go through a week of prayer, and we are picking up on that uh, and just uh, uh, expounding some of the daily topics. And we are so great, uh, grateful that you have joined us on this journey. Now, if you would like to listen to our previous presentation under this theme, just go to www.faithfm.com.au. Today's topic, however, is... Is there a cost to being a disciple? So it's, it's a question. Is there a cost to being a disciple? Friends, I have a, uh, someone who's not uh, a stranger on the Faith FM, um, drive time program, uh, but someone who is not a regular on Thursdays. This is Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer. Welcome, Pastor Ricardo. Thank you, Pastor Fabiano. It's a pleasure to be here once again. Wonderful. And I'm so grateful that uh, you're here and uh, we look forward to what you'll be sharing. Uh, you're pastoring in Adelaide and uh, you've been here for uh, how many months now? Uh, eight months. Eight months. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, uh, sooner or later, it'll be a year and then two years and so forth. That's right. Wow. We're thankful. We're thankful. How are you finding the weather? Very different to Queensland, oh, for right. sure. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Much colder up on the hills. Yeah. Also, you're in the hills. All right. Yes. Because Queensland tends to be a little bit warmer, isn't it? And uh, more humid. And more humid. That's yes. right. And I can relate to a certain degree because uh, there in East Africa, where I come from, it yeah, we have quite a similar uh, uh, weather um, and um, we enjoy all the tropical fruits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear friend, we are so thankful that you have tuned in. Pastor Ricardo will be with us for quite some time on Thursdays and um, yeah we'll be journeying together uh, covering different subjects and topics today's topic is a question is there a cost to being a disciple is there a cost and uh, that's what he'll be uh, uh, sharing uh, with us today from scripture from scripture my friends uh, and uh, that's always exciting now let me just share with you something that caught my attention as we, as I was just thinking about what can I share today uh, and uh, I found an article that um, 
Well, let me just read it to you. The, 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 the header of this article reads, Nigerian journalists arrested for reporting attacks on Christians to stand trial on cyber crime charges. Apparently, if I may just read, this was reported by Anugra Kumar. Uh, uh, this is uh, coming from the Christian Post uh, and... Um, uh, this is what the author had to say. A Nigerian magistrate has scheduled the trial of a local journalist uh, from the anti-communist Epoch Times who was arrested for reporting about attacks against uh, predominantly Christian communities and the government's failure to protect its citizens. And um, if I may just calm down here a bit, it says actually, Christians in, a, in Nigerians' middle Belt, um, uh, which includes the northern Kaduna state, are regularly targeted and killed by radicalized uh, ethnic Fulani militants. The U.S.-based persecution watchdog International Christian Concern said in a statement explaining that since most Christians in Nigeria are farmers and the Fulani are nomadic herders, it's common for the situation to be characterized as a farmer-herder conflict rather than the genocide that it, that it is. <laughs> so, crazy stuff happening. Now, then he goes on to say, and I quote, uh, this is what um, Destro said within, um, uh, as he was being interviewed by um, uh, by the reporter, which is Anagra. He says, um, "No politician lacks criticism, but most understand that a reporter's job is to find the facts and report them honestly." And then he goes on to explain how uh, the Nigerian government has long refuted claims by you know by human rights activists that a religious genocide is taking place in Nigeria's middle uh, middle belt states. So there is an attack on Christians. And this gentleman, um, he decided, his name is Luca Binyat, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, but we just call him Luca by his first name. But Luca decided that he would stand up and, and, um, you know, and uh, report on the crimes that are being oh, uh, uh, done here, the the atrocities and the persecution that this persecution uh, that these Christians, I should say, are undergoing. And um, friends, this reminds me of uh, what Jesus said in Matthew five that you know all those uh, who will follow him will suffer persecution. And I believe Paul says something along those lines that anyone who follows Christ they will suffer persecution. And this is what we see here. Uh, being reported on uh, happening there in Nigeria. And we know that this is not just unique to Nigeria, but it's actually happening around the world. But what um, uh, what a, uh, what should I say, the brave uh, and, the, and the courage and, and, and uh, you know, all that which allows him to be able to report on on such a topic, uh, it you know it, it tells of something about his faith, the faith that he must have. Now, Pastor Ricardo, as you hear this story, anything that comes to your mind? It's interesting. The verse that you mentioned that was hmm. was what, that was what Paul was um, sharing with young Pastor Timothy that all who desire to live godly in That's Christ right. Jesus shall or will suffer persecution. Yeah. Notice that G- uh, um, Paul says that they they will. It's not just like they may suffer yeah. persecution, but anyone, anyone in the world who wants to live a godly life in Jesus right. will suffer persecution one mm. way or another. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's a person here, 
Billy Graham. Um, Billy Graham said once, salvation is free, but discipleship costs everything we have. Um, that's right. That's quite interesting. Salvation is free, and we're thankful, but discipleship costs everything we have. Um, there is, uh, as a Christian, you have to do what is right before God, and you have to um, uh, follow uh, the dictates of your conscience so long as it's in harmony with the principles of God. But sadly, at times, you find yourself at odds with the uh, uh, norms and the ways of this world. And um, then persecution is usually followed um, in, in many forms, obviously, in many ways. Uh, so that's what we see there. Uh, and so, friends, I just found that to be quite interesting. And, you know, any person uh have should have and must have the freedom to express themselves uh and um but sadly we live in a world that is uh you know quickly changing uh but uh i just thought that was quite an interesting story to share with you but uh friends uh if you are also facing some sorts of uh, uh, persecution, some kind of persecution, if you are um, struggling and uh, you are facing uh, certain challenges that you would like us to pray about or pray for, um, feel free to actually get in touch with us. Our number is 4 If you are... You know, if you have something to praise God for, that's something we can pray about as well and praise God for whatever it is that you might be wanting to, uh, um, um, you know, thank God for. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is we are here available to pray with you. We are here to answer your questions. We are also here to uh, engage in a discussion. So feel free to actually message us uh, even during this program as we uh, get into the study today. You know, feel free. The number is 04-888-8811. And uh, I'm pretty sure myself and Pastor Ricardo will be able to respond to your text uh, with a biblical answer if it's a question and uh, and if it's something that requires uh, an extensive uh, uh you know, approach to answering and research, all of that, we, we'll still try to do something. But uh, yes, but we just would like to engage and discuss uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, have some kind of interaction with you wherever you might be listening from. Before we get into today's study, it's always good to start with prayer. So we, let us pray uh, together, uh, wherever you might be. Father, we pray asking that you may be with us today. We want to thank you for the opportunity to hear and to learn together and to journey together. Lord, we want to thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I pray that uh, that he may quicken our minds to understand and to comprehend the truth which Pastor Ricardo will be sharing. Lord, we pray for those who are listening from home, from their cars, wherever they might be. We pray that your peace, which surpasses all understanding, that it may be with them and that you may also help them to learn from uh, Pastor Ricardo's uh, uh, study. And Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, friends, before we uh, can ask some questions and before we can allow Pastor Ricardo to share with us what he's prepared, I'd just like to let you know that we do have a free giveaway. And this is a beautiful book, which we'll be giving away. And if you'd like to claim this free giveaway, you will need the following number, 04888. 
0811 and uh, we'll give you the code shortly so please stay with us uh, we just come to a song our first song to really kick off this um, study and then after the break uh, we will then get into the study and then shortly after that I'll let you know what the free giveaway is so please stay with us and we'll be right back Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time, Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and Pastor Ricardo Schiffer. And Pastor Ricardo is regular on, uh, co-host on the radio, on the radio, as well as, um, uh, uh, pastoring here in South Australia. Uh, now Pastor Ricardo has joined us on Thursdays and, um, 
Uh, Pastor Hugh uh, won't be with us for quite some time, and uh, we hope that he's listening in as uh, as uh, as he takes a short break. But uh, we are thankful that uh, Pastor Ricardo could join us. Friends, our theme for this week has been Jesus, the Spirit, and discipleship. And our topic for today is a question. Is there a cost to being a disciple? And so, friends, that is where we want to uh, kick off and ask uh, Pastor Ricardo, is there a cost to to being a disciple. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Maybe you can unpack a little bit. Ah, uh, well. Um, so, um, the topic for this, uh, for today is the price of being a disciple of Jesus. There is a price, of course, but th- this is not to be confused with salvation. Now, salvation is free. Okay. Wonderful. But salvation is not cheap mm. because it costs an infinite price so right. that we can obtain it or receive it for free. Wonderful. Right? And I'm, I'm assuming there what you're referring to is that Jesus has paid uh, for our debt in, in that we may be saved. Is that right? That's right. All right. That's right. And it's too good to, to be true. Right. And that's yes. why a lot of people have problems believing such a good news mm. and they try to achieve salvation by other means. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's, Salvation that's quite is interesting. free. That's, yeah. that's and in, awesome. And in most other, de- uh, not denomination, in most other faiths, uh, their system is almost like a work-based system that's where right. you do something to gain uh, salvation, to be saved, to yes. receive, you know. you know. Whereas uh, from the Christian, uh, uh, the Christian belief is that salvation is actually free. That's, that's quite right. interesting. Is about what Jesus has done, yeah, his merits, right, and the power. Of, well, first of all, the forgiveness that he's achieved for us if we accept it, and right. also the power that he gives us so that we can also overcome our sinful nature. Wonderful. That's that's wonderful. It is not about uh, uh, what we do, what we don't do. In in other faiths, yeah. um, people are trying to balance it up. Mm. If they've done something wrong, they need to do something good to balance it up. And right. so if if your good actions are heavier than your bad actions, then everything is okay. Mm. But in All reality, right. there's nothing that we can do to deserve salvation. Okay. Well, I'm interested in how you're going to tackle this question. Is there a cost to being a disciple? All right. Yes, there is a cost. An okay. interesting, interesting one. Uh-huh. Let me um, start by reading one of the most um, quoted verses in the Bible, which is John 3.16. And I'm going to read also verse 17. Uh-huh. John 3.16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only beggotten son that whoever, and that means whoever, right? Mm, anyone, mm, listening, right. anyone in the world, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right there, the Bible is telling you that if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't have Jesus, you will perish. You will not Mm. live forever uh, suffering in eternal fire. It says that you will perish without him. But if you believe in him, you will have everlasting life. life. Verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Notice that it says, through him. Right. Not because of us, but through Jesus, we can be saved. That's wonderful. Now, mm. isn't this a great treasure? Yes. 
Definitely. It is a great treasure, oh. right? So um, Jesus referred to a great treasure that was hidden in a parable. Okay. That I believe will explain to us what is the price of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this parable is found in Matthew 13, verse 44. Matthew thirteen forty-four. It's known as the parable of the hidden treasure. And it reads like this. Again, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Notice that this treasure was um, buried or hidden twice. It was hidden already. (laughs) Right. when this man finds it so he Uh has to dig it up and when he realizes what he has in front of him Mm. uh, in order to avoid um, other people from stealing it from him he buries it again Mm. he hides it you know he he wants to make sure that no one takes it away from him that's Mm -hmm. how uh, valuable and precious this is Um, notice also that Jesus didn't say um, and for joy over it, he goes and sells his new Lexus, for example. <laughs> you know, he says he goes and sells all. Wow. That is literally everything mm. that he had. Mm. He sells everything. Now, similarly, in Matthew 13, now verses 45 to 46, the next two verses there. Right. Jesus says something uh, that that goes along the same lines. Yes, he says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. See, so Jesus is repeating the same concept in two different parables to right. make sure that we understand. Yes, that. Um, the price is everything that you have. Hmm. Interesting, but we are going to expand more on that concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it it seems to be all that you have, not just some things, one or two of your most precious treasures. <laughs> it's literally everything that you have. That's right. In order to buy that piece of land which mm-hmm. contained mm-hmm. the treasure, or in order to buy that pearl. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's interesting because if we, because um, we need to take into account the context, the historical context of this parable. Right. In, in in ancient times, the times of Jesus, it was customary that people would hide treasures in the ground. Right. Uh, sometimes the one who hid the treasure would pass away, thus taking um, the secret to the grave, and then no one would know or would have a clue that there was a treasure hidden in that um, piece of land. Right. To give you an example, for example, um, in Matthew 25, verses 24 and 25, uh-huh. we find the parable of the talents. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not going to go into all the parable, but the one who received just the one talent was afraid of his master. Mm. Okay? Yes. And this is what it says, verse 24. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. 
and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Mm. See that? Yeah, that I can was see that. Normal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was customary to do that. Yes. It's your storage. That's your bank. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Nowadays, you would go into a, a safe. That's know, right. To the bank or somewhere like that. But mm-hmm. back in those days, you would make sure that no one was watching you. Right. And then you would hit your treasure in the ground. So this was the case for the parable of the uh, hidden treasure of Matthew thirteen forty four. So um, whenever there was a treasure hidden in that property or piece of land, you know, this property or, or lands that would otherwise be worthless and unattractive would become priceless just because of the treasure hidden in it. Wow. Um. Let's try and put ourselves in the shoes of this man of the parable. Okay. Like he was maybe working on that land. He was digging and he finds that treasure. He realizes that the treasure is worth everything that exists, you know. And so he wants to make sure that no one takes it away from him, right? Yes. He needs to buy that land so that the treasure is his. That's right. Sorry, it reminds mm-hmm. me of the uh, current housing market, you know. Uh, it's skyrocketed and a lot of people yeah. uh, just a few months ago, you know, they would go to this auction and they would just, you know, keep bidding and keep bidding because yes. a lot of people have this fear that they're losing out. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you are in that mode, obviously you recognize that this is something of great value. Right. <laughs> Even if the house is old, at least you're thinking, hey, no, <laughs> if I can get this. So people were bidding and bidding. And, you know, that's, that's quite interesting. Yes, like if you blink, you miss it, right? Yes, that's it. I remember when I first arrived to Adelaide and uh-huh. I was trying to, to find a house, you know, right. you, you go and, and, and to just to see one house and there's uh-huh. other 20, 25 people Whoa. watching at the same house and they all seem to be very interested. Mm. So it's quite, <laughs> it's quite, it is quite frustrating sometimes. Yes. And maybe this man felt that way. So he said, I need to buy this piece of land immediately yes. or yeah, else immediately. I'm going to lose this, this treasure. That's so right. he, he hits it, he hides it again. Yeah. The second time, you yeah. know, the first time it was hidden by someone else. Yes. The second time it was hidden by Himself. this man mm. who did not want anyone to take that treasure away from him. That is to show yes. how important yes. that treasure must be for, for those who want it. Yes. Um, so I imagine that when that man, man uh, went back and sold everything that he had, his friends, his family would have asked him, why are you selling everything? Like, what has you happened? <laughs> like, are, you, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Sell everything. <laughs> Imagine him answering that question. He didn't want to, to, to spill the beans, you know, yeah, and yeah. say, uh, there's a treasure in that land. That's why I'm trying to buy it. Mm. He didn't say anything like that. But, right. but maybe he said, I, I want to buy that piece of land. And then everyone would say, why on earth yeah. are you selling everything that you have just to buy that unattended, uh, neglected, horrible piece of land. Yeah. What's so special about it? You know? yeah. And maybe he was ridiculed. Possibly. Yes. You know? yes. Um, the cost of discipleship, uh-huh. one of the things that, that we will have to suffer is uh, people ridiculing us. Right, for right. being disciples of Jesus. Right, right. But only we, or the one who encounters with Jesus, mm. knows the price, the value of that person of Jesus Christ. That's correct. 
Um, Wonderful. And so people must have been laughing at him, not knowing what that <laughs> what that piece of land was hiding mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see here that the field cannot be bought at any specific price. Right. The price is simply all that you have. That's it. <laughs> If that's you have little, then that's what it. That's the price. If you have a lot, then that's the price. Right. Right. Everything that you have. Um, let's try and and discover the symbols in this parable. Mm-hmm. Who is the seller? The seller of the field. Right. Good question. That would be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The one who convinces you that you need to get or to have that treasure, and that you need to purchase that field in order to for you to have that treasure. Mm. That's the Holy Spirit convincing us. That's right. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Mm. And where do you find Jesus? Ah, in the Bible. It's in the, it's in the Scripture. That's mm. where you seek for Jesus. Then um, we can say that the treasure is yours. Only when the seller, who is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. is convinced that nothing is more important to you in this life than the hidden, uh, than the treasure hidden in that field. Right. When you convince the Holy Spirit that there's nothing more important to you than that treasure, then the treasure is yours. <laughs> <laughs> And since the the seller is the Holy Spirit, you cannot lie to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's only right. only the Holy Spirit knows if you have, for example, uh, uh, a secret sin or, or a tradition or anything in your life that is more important, more precious to you than the treasure of the field. That's right. So I thought that that was very interesting to sort of um, tell us um, what is the cost of discipleship. Right. Uh, now, what does the field represent And what is the hidden treasure exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good question, so, isn't it? A couple of answers that I think we need to, you know, oh, sorry, questions that we need to answer. That's right. Mm-hmm. What is the field where uh, the treasure is? It's a good question because it says here the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. So I'm assuming the treasure he's likened to the kingdom since Jesus says it clearly that, mm-hmm. you know, so the field must be... Uh, Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Is the field the world? Or what is the field? Is the field there is a, the scripture? A, yes, yes, there is a verse in the words of Jesus. Uh-huh. He actually tells us where the treasure is. Right, right. Um, remember when we started reading uh, John 3, 16 mm. and 17, and, and we discovered there that the yes. treasure, the greatest treasure, the treasure, the greatest treasure of all is Jesus Christ. Amen. Without Amen. him, we have nothing. That's right. That's Where right. do we find Jesus Christ? Where in is the he scripture. hiding? In the scripture. <laughs> in scripture. That's right. That's right. I'd mm. like to share with you um, John 5:39, and again, this this is in the in the words of the very Jesus. Yes. He said, "You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me." Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Interesting, huh? Yeah, that's right. The, uh, the, the Bible is not just not another book. Mm. The Bible, when you read the Bible, you actually find a person, yeah. the person of Jesus Christ. That's right. The Bible reveals Jesus. That's amazing. Mm. Yes. Okay. 
So that's yeah. telling us that the, the field represents the scriptures, the Wonderful. Bible. Wonderful. And Jesus is the treasure that we find when we search that, you know, that field, when we search the Bible. Mm. Wow. And so here we we have covered uh, um uh Pastor Ricardo is quite amazing and uh quite a discovery also in that um because who would have thought of making that connection between the council of discipleship and these two parables but you can see clearly especially from um uh, the actions of this man who found uh the treasure in that by him mm. uh, deciding to sell everything that he has, uh, it uh, really was indicative of the fact that uh, he must have valued that which he was about to purchase. And even more so, as we, you know, as we are told within the parable itself, the actual treasure that is found within the field. Exactly. So I think exactly. here for me, uh, uh, really the takeaway message is that, hey, if you truly value the kingdom of heaven, if you truly value even more so Jesus, yes. if Jesus is uh, your one and all, mm. um, and, and I pray that he should be your one and all, and mm. after all, he's our savior, he's our creator, he's our sustainer, he's everything. So if you recognize uh, you know, the, that, that Jesus is everything to us, then you must be willing yes. to give up everything, sell everything, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, maybe that's, that's the, the question mm. that we should ask ourselves. Right. How much am I able or willing to sacrifice for Jesus? Wow, yeah. How important is Jesus in my life? Yeah. Sadly, right. today, uh, Pastor Ricardo, it seems like um, uh, people tend to uh, have this mindset where, uh, whereby uh, they think about, let's say, uh, you know, there's me, and then there is Jesus, yes, yes, <laughs> you yes, know, yes, yes, in yes. that kind of way. Because yes. uh, and people may, okay, some Christians out there listening, they may say, ah, oh, come on, we don't, we don't think mm. that way. But you see it in, in, in the way in which they live, in Everywhere. their actions, isn't it? It's, yes. it's almost, so, so there's almost like me first, then Jesus. Yes. So Jesus is almost like an addition. But for me, I'm challenged by what we're learning here in that, uh, if, if truly Christ is everything to us, well, there shouldn't be a me and Christ. Never. It should be Christ then me. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, that's and that amazing. should be out of love. Mm, out of love, yes. Because I'm told to behave that way. But that's out right. of love, my reaction, my response yeah. should be, Jesus, you are first in my life. Amen. And I see it, for example, when I chair nominating committee yes. meetings. Yes. And, and we select certain people for certain roles in the church. Uh-huh. And when you have to call them and ask them, would you like to serve, you know, yes. um, the church or Jesus in this position, yes. in this office? And sometimes the answer is, let me think if I have time. <laughs> you know, just, in other words, if I have leftover time, maybe I I can give it to Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the thinking patterns there are quite interesting. Yeah, I, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Mm. Even, un, uh, you know, unconsciously, you know, people tend to reply yeah, in that yeah. way. That shows actually <laughs> what place <laughs> the priorities is occupying in yeah. your list of priorities. That's right, that's right. Maybe uh, maybe one more other point, Pastor, and then we'll probably take a short break. Okay. Because, we, yeah, now this is amazing. Mm. Any any other thing you'd like to share just before we come yeah. to a break? Maybe to wrap up this concept of uh, uh, how important uh, or the, 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 the place in our list of priorities that Jesus should occupy uh-huh. 
in the words of Paul when he wrote to the church in uh, to the Colossians chapter 2 verses 2 and 3 it says that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God both of the Father and of Christ and when he says Christ mm. verse 3 says in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. So, if you have Christ, you have all the treasures that you can think of. Wow. Jesus is that treasure hidden in that field. The field is the Bible. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Pastor. And uh, to you, dear friend, who's listening, what an amazing uh, lesson there. Um, if you are a person of faith, have you ever connected those dots uh, from the um, parable of the hidden treasure uh, to, uh, you know, the cost of discipleship? That's quite amazing. And just like Pastor Ricardo started by saying, uh, you know, salvation is free, but there is a cost to discipleship because Jesus wants not just a part of you, but he actually wants uh, the whole of you. That's quite amazing. And, 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 um, uh, your heart truly needs to, uh, uh, belong to Christ a hundred percent. Now we want to come to another break, uh, and uh, just take time to digest and think and internalize what we have just learned so we can truly allow it to sink in because that was quite amazing. And I just like to remind you that we do have a book, uh, called The Invitation. Uh, but I'll tell you more about that uh, shortly. This is our free giveaway uh, for today. If you do stick around and uh, you stay with us uh, shortly, I will give you the code word that you need uh, in order to claim this free giveaway. But friends, listen, there are amazing stuff happening also locally. Uh, I will highly encourage you to uh, search for the near, a nearby uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, some of the things that are happening around um, your area, in your local church, especially here in, South, here in Australia, Australia-wide, it's a week of prayer. And I would like to invite you to join any Seventh-day Adventist Church in your area uh, for prayer. Um, uh, whether you're a person of faith or not, just come and uh, uh, pray with other people and maybe God may um, be wanting to, you know, uh, hear you uh, open your heart to him. And um, uh, and I believe God has an answer to um, our questioning. He has an answer to uh, uh, our day-to-day uh, problems and troubles and challenges that we face. Why don't you take time to join us? Just find your nearby uh, local Seventh-day Adventist church and get in touch with them. Ask them when are they meeting for uh, for prayer. And uh, let's come to a song. Uh, this is a song uh, titled um, Genuine Love by Anna Beden, Beden, I believe this, or Beden, um, I believe this is how her name is pronounced. And then immediately after that, I will definitely uh, give you the code word. I know some of you are listening and waiting and passionately wanted to get this free, free giveaway for today. Listen to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app, available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store.
That is exactly what we need. And Lord, we need your help all the time. What a beautiful song. And that was by Anna Bedin. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. B-E-A-D-E-N. Wow. Wonderful. And very fitting too for the topic of today. Now, I know some of you have been waiting for the free giveaway. The free giveaway today is a book titled The Invitation, True Stories That Will Change Your Life. So if you'd like to get today's offer, all you need to do is text the code word SA71 to, um, that is SA71 to the following number, 04888-80811. And the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So please do text the code word SA71. That is the letters SA, as in South Australia, abbreviated, and the number 71. So SA71. Text that to 04888-80811. Thank you for once again for sticking with us and thank you and welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Ricardo Schiffer uh, here in the studio. A regular co-host on this radio program, dedicated Bible student of the word, as you can hear from uh, him unpacking scripture truly. And we are learning quite a lot from him. And the theme for this week has been Jesus, the spirit and discipleship. But today's topic is a question. Is there a cost to being a disciple? And ah, what he had just shared there from the parable of the um, hidden treasure was quite amazing. Once again, thank you for those who have uh, uh, texted in. And thank you, Brother uh, Jeff, also for uh, texting in. And uh, we are thankful to know that there are people listening on the end, on the other end of the line. So thank you. But let us come back to Pastor Ricardo and, uh, and as he helps us to unpack this question uh, uh, further. Uh, Pastor Ricardo, uh, what else can we learn uh, about the cost of discipleship? Yes, indeed. This is a very small parable, but what an interesting one. That yes. Only Jesus could come up with something so short and interesting at the same mm, time. Very powerful. Mm. So we've been looking at the parable of the hidden treasure found in Matthew 13, verse 44, and we discovered together that the field in which the treasure was hidden is the Bible, mm. and that the treasure is Jesus himself. He is the good news of the gospel. So um, just like that field of the parable became uh, priceless because of the treasure that it was hiding, 
the Bible is precious and priceless to us because of the treasure that is hidden in it mm. because of Jesus Christ. When we read the Bible, we find the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and Jesus knows it well. When he um, preached to um, friends and disciples and people when he was on earth, he was good at uh, uncovering the treasure from the scriptures. In Mark chapter 2, verse 2, right. it says that Jesus preached the word to them. Yeah. So Jesus was good at, uh, you know, exposing the scriptures in order to reveal mm. the secret or the treasure that was actually himself. Yeah. And I believe that we should be able to do the same. We need to uncover the treasure as like Jesus taught us. Wonderful. We need to go to the Bible daily um, and discover this treasure, which is Jesus Christ. Now, we mentioned something that I think was interesting from this parable. That treasure was actually hidden twice. Interesting. Mm. The parable starts by telling us that the treasure was already hidden. That was the first time that it was hidden. Yes. The second time that it was hidden was when the man, when the man discovers the treasure and then he 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 hides it there. Yes. To uh, you know to avoid others from stealing it right. from him. Yes. Now a lot of people would say that the one who hid the treasure the first time is God. All right. But that is not actually the case. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to read Mark 7, verses 8 to 9, and see how is it that the treasure was hidden the first time. So before. That is, yeah, so that is Mark chapter 7, you said? Mark 7, right. verses 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. This is how it was hidden uh, before that man discovered the treasure. It says, For laying aside the commandment of God, you, this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees, you hold the tradition of man, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. And I believe this is how the treasure was hidden right. the first time, by the Pharisees. Okay. The Pharisees had hidden Jesus with their traditions. The treasure, Jesus, was hidden from the rest of the people by these religious leaders because of their traditions, their uh, prejudice, uh, preconceived ideas, personal preferences. And we can do the same, sadly, today. When we have our own agendas, our own personal preferences, we could be hiding Jesus from other people. Wow, that's a very serious thing to do. Mm. Um. And so, uh, when you have your traditions and your personal views on top of Jesus, you can walk through the Bible without finding the treasure because of your traditions and yeah. personal preferences. That happened to the Pharisees. That happened to many people back then when Jesus was there with them. They could not see him. Yeah. They could not see the treasure. But the man of the parable did. You that's know? interesting. And that's why he sold everything he had because he saw how valuable Jesus is. Wonderful. Um, to put ourselves into the parable, um, you can you can sit under the shade of a tree in that piece of land, worried and broken by the cares of this life, 
completely ignoring the treasure that hides between the roots of that tree. I remember the story of a lady, uh-huh. a non-Christian lady, um, who had some issues. She could not sleep. Mm. And a Christian friend told her, here, get, uh, take this Bible. You need the Bible. That will help you sleep. <laughs> okay. And she said, oh, thank you. You know, so um, the next day they see each other and the friend asked the lady, so how is it? Is it getting better? Mm. And the lady said, um, the one who wasn't able to sleep, actually it's getting worse. The Christian lady said, what have you been doing? Uh-huh. She said, well, uh, I use the Bible like you said. I've even put the Bible under my pillow. <laughs> and I'm trying to sleep, but it's so uncomfortable now with the Bible there, you know. That's quite interesting. So, um, you know, the Bible will do no good to you unless you read it. That's true. You know, That's a closed Bible is good for nothing. That's right. So we need to read the Bible so that we can dig out the treasure of Jesus Christ. I'd like to mention and share with you three reasons for not finding that, that treasure. Mm-hmm. When even when we have the Bible in our hands, the first one is found in John twelve forty two. Mm. John twelve forty two says, "Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue." Mm. So some people preferred their status. Yeah, they wanted to keep their roles in the church perhaps instead of believing and confessing that they believed in Jesus so our status our positions that, that, that could be a reason for not finding the treasure when we read the Bible uh-huh. another one is found in Matthew 19 21 to 22 right. it says Jesus said to them if you want to be perfect go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Mm. In the case of the young rich ruler, um, he preferred his money, his possessions. And some people prefer that before Jesus, and that's why they cannot find the treasure. Mm. That's sad. And possessions. Another reason, the third one, is found in Matthew 10, verse 37. And this is a very common one, too. It says in the words of Jesus, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Mm. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Here is the case of those who like to place their family and the traditions of the family Right. Before Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And so, because my, my parents and my grandparents did this, I have to continue doing and believing the same. That's why I cannot see the treasure, even when I have it in front of me in the Bible. Mm. Because I'm holding on to my traditions, my, my traditions, my family traditions. Right. Or my, what will my family say if I follow the truth that I just discovered? Mm. Um. There is a, another verse in the Bible, very interesting one, Matthew sixteen twenty six. Uh, it says, For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mm. Or, for, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? That's right. 
So, um, listen, there's nothing more important than spending eternity with, uh, with Jesus. Um, remember, being a disciple of Jesus is either all or nothing. Being almost but not totally saved mm. means being not almost but totally lost. Wow. Wow. So I'll leave the <laughs> listeners with that thought. Maybe there's a lot more to say, but That's time right. is short. Time is short. Thank you, Pastor Ricardo. And those were powerful words indeed. And uh, I pray that our listener uh, take time to uh, uh, meditate on what we have learned today, especially from the parable of the um, of the hidden treasure. Now, friends, we look forward to having you join us uh, next time. But until then, please remember that Christ said, uh, and these were, uh, sorry, I, I, I almost, um, gave you the, uh, the wrong, uh, impression here. But these are the words that, um, were said by, uh, the author of the book of John, which is John himself in John chapter three, verse 30. He must increase but I must decrease. And I pray that that will be your attitude as well, that you may surrender everything and that you may gain Christ and that Christ alone may be seen. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to learn about the cost of discipleship in that uh, we have just discovered that Jesus is everything to us and we must sell everything. We must surrender everything. We must uh, pretty much uh, leave all things and follow Christ alone. And this does not mean uh, leaving our spouses and children and house, but it really means that those things must take a second place in our lives Amen. and that Jesus must take the first place. Father, lead us and guide us, convict us, and be with Brother Jeff as well, who has sent in a, uh, a text message um, uh, there uh, wanting to pray for the people in the. Um, uh, in the health uh, communities, those who are suffering with different uh, um, diseases. Father, we pray that you may be with them as well in a special way. Be with us, and and we pray that you may be with our listeners. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the bottles, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me.
God is mercies, mercies for you and for me. Calling, calling all sinners. 